1: Met fellow adventurers i am now in the battlegrounds in that maze of tents that's near it which i'll describe now on the northwestern eastern edge of the hilltop that's dominated by Zulim's towering redstone keep stands a newly erected maze of brightly colored tents and wire-laden stalls zuhim has allowed various merchants to set up shop here so, they may serve the ever growing population of adventurers who now frequent his famous battlegrounds. After taking a quick, quick stroll through the myriad of tents and stores, you spot only a handful worthy of your attention. Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few little events, places you can visit for bonuses of some sort. thought that probably do something in some situation probably to nothing to do with these battleground contests but no one's no one's really confirmed it because there's a lot going on in this game Game behind the scenes so you can't really tell what's caused by what and of course it would take thousands upon thousands Thousands of of ones, just to even have get start so to get a hint of what effect they have, and we don't have enough players for that yet. We, we should, but we don't. not yet If you're not a player, you could join. You should join, because as you have seen, as you as you previously heard, there's a lot, a lot of fun fun stories told here, and I think I've only covered about a tenth of them. Maybe less. Right, lots more to go. So let's see what's happening here. Okay, there's, there's three little adventures here. Start at the top. Books and bandits. While, scroll, while strolling through the maze of tents. minding your own business, of course. Oh, please. Adventurers never mind their own business. Once again, this is one of those adventures that can be done normal or scaled usually scaled makes it harder, but sometimes if you remember our encounter with the Mossy Rewarder, it actually made it easier. But if you're a high level adventurer who has done practically everything, it will make it it'll make it harder. But I'm gonna do it normal because I just usually do normal. Goodness okay, adventure. Well making your way through the maze of tents happen upon a young couple, desperately seeking the help of any re- willing adventure. The couple immediately takes notice of him and swiftly approaches. Would you be kind enough to hear us out? asked the woman, her face betraying going to extreme levels up. It will only take a moment. Please. You ask the pair what is that's bothering them. They seem relieved that you've taken an interest and quickly relate you a brief account of their recent troubles. The woman, who introduces herself to Insta, tells you that she and her husband Lorac were on their way to the town of Westmere, ultimately bound for Iron Crown Ireland, when the coach in which they were travelling was attacked by bandits. Ishra tells you that no one aboard the coach was hurt, but the bandits robbed the passengers, making off with the gold and other valuables. Lorac and I were carrying a number of valuable books, he says, knowing her attention to the mission might might attract other everyone, consciousness. The robbers couldn't possibly know, eh, know anything about the value of books, but we must have them back. We will pay handsomely for their return. No one here seems interested in helping us. Will you help Can you help us? The wreck t- tells you. He heard one of the bandits say something about returning to a place called High Mark, and the careless brigand was immediately punished for his prudent remark. Earning a sharp blow from the group's apparent leader. A man whose pale, scarred face is one that either Norwalk nor Estrinia will soon forget. Pale? Pale. Hmm. The nerd? Yep, yep. Nerdy person. Stays inside all day studying magic. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, but then realizes... Uh, oh, I've got... I can't get that one thing, being legitimately. Guess it's time for a life of crime. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> oh, there. The man with the scarred, scarred face took our books, said F-Star. For a moment it would seem to me as if he knew that we carried them. How could he have known that? The books he carried could be, be of no use to anyone. Well, hardly any. Thankfully, once they had the books and they had taken the gold of every passenger, they left. It might easily have been worse. It certainly places in rather well tight spot. Look repeats his wise quest, asking that you track down the bandits and retrieve the books. It tells you that he and Australia will pay you one thousand gold if you succeed. The generous offer combined with their seemingly strong desire to reclaim the book, makes you immediately curious about the exact nature of the stolen. When you ask them about the books, neither Estrada nor the husband of all e. E. said they tell you there are a total of three leather-bound tones, each with a red garn- garnet set into its thick cover. While the censors the couple are not attempting to mislead you anyway, you have every reason to believe they are not giving you the full story. Please understand, we can tell you, m- we can tell you no more about the books, Estrada, Will you help us? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find those books. You tell the young despairing couple that you will immediately set about the task of retrieving the three stolen books. Lurkin and are profoundly relieved and thank you repeatedly. We'll be here, eagerly awaiting return. Please be careful and thank you. You ask, you ask the couple if either of them knows anything about, about Highmark, the place where claims was mentioned by the bandits. Both the shove and shake their heads. I wish I knew, perhaps someone around here will know. Though I must I must say that most of this island, you're is of course, have been most unhopeful. You bid them farewell and promptly set off to begin what you hope will prove to be a relatively simple task. You ask around the battleground seeking seeking anyone who knows how to reach the place known at the High Mark last someone approach you. Tells you the high mark is a region of tours and hills to the south of the town of Westmere. He inquires about your ways of asking, and, and when you tell him you prefer not to discuss it, he nods and smiles. We've all got our secrets, he says, slapping you on the shoulder. Take care of your head down that way, though. Lots of ruins about that area. There's never any telling what you might come across when ruins are concerned. Of course, it's all part of the attraction, isn't it? Oh, so again, how that boundless thirst for adventure that some of you lot have. To pausing the thing for just a moment, because you'll look for the details for you the location of Highmark. You fag Zumwim and set off at once, hoping to reach Highmark and return before the sun has set. Your journey from Iron Crown Isle to the region known as Highmark takes less time than you expected. After leaving Westmere, heading south along a well-used road, the Hoogster Hill was shouldering up to the western shore of Balloch. you make your way along a series of overgrown paths that climb steadily upwards, into an area filled with jagged tors, long escarpments, and ancient ruins. Near the ruins of what must have been a mighty fortress close to the summit of the High Mark, you come across upon a group of bandits camped out on an area of relatively flat ground at the base of the steep, broader stone slope. The crumpled, half buried remains of the fortress crown the hill and spoke haphazardly down the sides of the wooded. Wise. Moving furtively, you are every step centre learn. You steal up to the edge of the camp, concealed by the tangled undergrowth that blankets and narrow about of trees. You carefully observe the eight men spread out around a roaring fire. One of the men, his face hideously scarred and his pallor a ghastly grey, sits alone on the far side of the blaze, his eyes fixed on the dancing flames. You easily so eyes this man must be the leader of the highway. Man described for you in detail but it's Jana and Lork While serving the encampment you take note of what appears to be a stack of books next to the feet of the presumed leader of the bandit after studying the objects for an minute, you conclude that they are indeed the books and quite li- they are indeed books and quite likely the very f- three you've come to the high mark to retrieve mm, scholarly bandit Suddenly, the leader, his hideous vise made all the more sinister in the flickering glow of the fire, raises his head and appears to stare directly at you. For a split second, you, you seem to catch his gaze before quickly averting your eyes. Moments later, when you look up again, you are easy to find he is once more peering into the fire. Realizing you may not be as well hidden as you initially thought, you begin creeping to your right, hoping to gain. Gain a better advantage for amidst the thick undergrowth at the edge of the camp. Suddenly, a tall figure suddenly appears before you, brooking your path as you skirt the wooded pierre or the enc- encampment. You look up to find yourself face to face with the glowing leader of the bandits, man who only a second ago sat more than a dozen yards distant at the edge of the fire. He's fast too. Oh, all he you knows you know gating. He could know gating. As you lock eyes with the sinister figure, you are reminded of the description of, of this man as related to you by Istrano and Lorak. The pale, hideously scarred face staring back at you seems, in many ways, almost inhuman. The man's expression quickly changes from a contemptuous glare to a look of puzzlement. No one comes up on this way in the east on their own, he says, his soft voice saying, A chill through you. Who sent you here? Was it Jorvorek? You just looked the part of a hired waff. Before you can respond to the ghoulish figure, he raises his arm and a thick black cloud of smoke wires out of the ground beneath his feet. As the smoke thickens, completely concealing the bandit there, you instinctively fall back and assume a combat where you stand. Your course quickens when a curious of sharp hisses suddenly erupts from somewhere within the murky, churning heart of the expanded cloud. Seconds later, the source of Vastigassikai is revealed when five sword-wielding skeletons emerged from the smoke. It's another necromancer! Yes. How many necromancers have I dealt with now? There's Redcoat. There's Kildra. There's that one in the old cathedral. Now there's this one. God. What? what? Is there some sort of... We, we are necromancers and we hate zoop convention going on. Gah, so many necromancers. Yeah. Honestly, I'd like once to just encounter a master of conjuration whose, whose only skill is making delicious cakes appear and hoping to thwart me by distracting me with delicious cakes. Or something like that. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't even know what Conjuration-themed super-villain would do. I mean, they could, like, trip people by having things appear. Like I killed that... Like I killed that... Like I killed that goblin with a chair back back in... Back in Dagger Spire. And no, dead goblin, you're not going to live that down. I'm going to keep bringing it up that you were killed by a chair. Yes, a chair, not a great warrior, a chair. But en- anyhow, anyway, maybe you maybe if you haven't heard, listen to the Dagger Spy. You know, scroll down wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll find it soon enough. Or you use this Control F, just type "dagger" in there, and you'll find it quickly. Because there's there's good, there's quite a lot now, and there will be more coming soon. So maybe you don't want to scroll and look. All right, back to the game, back to the game. Before you can react to the unsettling of events, the billowing cloud of dark smoke swallows you up, sending your lungs with its pungent, noxious fumes. Picking a number, bonus of 30. 20 from body, 10 from spirit. Got to get 50 or more. Success! In a remarkable display of fortitude, 110. You manage to avoid avoid filling your lungs with the thick, pungent smoke. As the cloud surrounding you begins to dissipate, You draw yourself into a defensive stance and prepare to engage the advancing skeletons. Please continue. The first of the five skeletons, its bones clattering and its rusted sword cutting a deadly arc, swiftly advances on you. Begin combat, skeleton. Yep. Skeleton hisses as it slashes at you, and he lays a brutal stroke for nine damage. Alright, yeah. Six, six feet. The skeleton staggers back and drops his decayed re- weapon as it crumbles into a pile of splitted, splintered bones. So if anyone's looking for a weapons collection of bones, yeah, for reasons, or they just want props for their horror house, I suggest you come to me. I'll find some soon enough. You, you defiantly hold your ground as you engage the next of the fleshless warriors. It's number two. Slash. It hisses. And I slash. You both slash. Staggers back. Splintered bone. Here's number three. Skeleton and staggers back. All right. Skeleton four. It's another fleshless warrior. It slashes and it hisses. Yeah. And uh, that's 6xp. And here's the last one. Hisses as it slashes at me, but I slash back. 6xp. The skeleton staggers back and drops its decayed weapon as it crumples into a pile of splintered bone. The last of the skeletons crumbles into a heap of bone at your feet. After taking only a moment to catch your breath, you rush after the bandit leader, now revealed to be a necromancer, eager to prevent him from further applying his wicked craft. Thing is we, we don't know if he's done anything wicked with his necromancy. I mean we know he's a thief. We know he's a bandit, but he didn't kill anyone. He's just a. Uh, he's a I think he's a relatively common thief. He's no phantom assassin. He's not not, you know, the sort of sort of thief you'd you'd engage a kingdom wide manhunter get through. Know, and I mean, considering how harsh the crime crime probably is in this medieval kingdom, I, would, I don't even know if I'd actually want to capture him. I mean, yeah, okay, he's trying to kill me, but... I, I, I mean, he could probably generally... In, if he had a good lawyer, I don't even know if we have lawyers in this society... Or, or whatever is that have we got to the stage of law of having lawyers yet or, you, is, it, or is it just you go or is it just a uh, you go before a magistrate and that magistrate's word is fine do we even have an appeals process I do not know what the legal system with is like of TISO is like or presumably it varies from kingdom to kingdom because you know kingdoms are countries are independent things that do their own stuff yes yes mm. yeah, what could it be like I mean we um, you emerge from the I mean this isn't <laughs> I it would be interesting to have some sort of medieval legal drama <laughs> you know where you say prithy objection my lord <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting things on to make. Yes, as yes, you got you do all the uh, like days attorney, but it's in medieval times. You emerge from the you emerge from the forest at the edge of the bandit camp, close on the heels of the fleeing sorcerer, only to find yourself confronted by the seven highwaymen his employ. The thing is, if you could wear your skeletons, why do you? Why do you go for all the bother of hiring hiring men? I mean, they cost money for a star. You got to feed them. You got to lead them. You got to put up with their stupidity. They can reveal that they could reveal where you're where you're camping if they just did. Yeah, honestly, if I was a necromancer, I probably wouldn't. I probably would nearly always avoid having. I'd avoid avoid having any humans in my path, other humans in my party. That isn't they could just directly betray you. I mean, you know, when you when you summon a skeleton, if it's not, if it hasn't immediately torn you to pieces, it's probably going to be loyal. attack who you say it will attack. March where you say it's march. Stand there like an idiot where you tell it to stand there like an idiot. Which skeletons are really good at. They're really good at standing there like an idiot. I mean, if you tell a skeleton, stand there like an idiot until I say move, hundreds hundreds of thousands of years could pass and it'll still be standing there like an idiot. Because they've got no brains. Because they it Yes. Yes. Honestly. I think that, that that's a... Yeah, that, that, I don't... That's a think of a dumb move. Hiring... Hiring humans. When you could just get some skeletons. Get some skeletons from any old place. I mean... Graveyards exist. Just turn up there at night with a shovel... Doop doop digging up the skeletons. making my army, army of skeletons. And the great thing is, once I've got one skeleton, I can get it to dig up the other skeletons. And I can have all the skeletons I want in less than one night. And no one has to die, and no one has to know, and no one has to, and no one has to hug me down. Because my skeleton army is by my side, and everything's going to be cool. Especially when I teach them how to dance. Because it's, it's, sing is better when you've got people dancing along with you. Well, although they can't sing, well, most of them. As the first of the men move in to attack, his hands gripping the haft of the woodland's axe, you catch sight of the fleeing mage, Quick, placing the three books into a leather satchel. Well, wow. those books are definitely important, though. You bravely battle an axe-wielding brigand. Oh, dear. Gonna kill you? All right, then. The outlaw hacks at you the with the axe, I mean. Yeah, I'm sort of regretful about that. Yeah, you're trying to kill me, but... Look, if I, if I had a grudge against anything, everyone who tried to kill me as an adventure, I'd never get anything done! <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. The second of the brigands, a short, sword wielding brute... Grins as he rushes forward and attacks. I don't know what you're grinning about. One of your comrades was just slain. Saw-wielding Briand. Like, Are you messed up in the head? Or you just do you just have an insatiable bloodlust? Or maybe you're just suffering from shock and you haven't noticed yet. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Saw-wielding brigand. Grins. Or maybe you're just putting on a show for the other bandits because you don't want to look weak before them. Now or slashes at you with his axe. Wait, it's a sword wielding brigand. But it's slashing at me with an axe. Hmm I mean he didn't say he was exclusively wielding a sword. Hmm hmm hmm. hmm, hmm, Yes, it could just be a typo, or maybe I wasn't paying particular attention to that sword. I didn't realise it, it was it was holding it was held it was held straight on to me, so I didn't see the axe shape. It looked sword shaped. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just. It happens. Leaping over the body of his slain cohort, a bearded man wielding a long iron wad curses at you as he brandishes his crude but deadly weapon. Unfazed by his bravado, you step forward and meet his attack. Hey, what's your language, savage brigand? Just because we're fighting to the death doesn't mean there's any excuse for dirty language. The howling outlaw swipes at you with his iron wad. Your enemy lays a brutal stroke at you, whatever. No dirty language. slain your foe, 4XP. The instant the third third bandit's body slumps to the ground, the four remaining bandit highwaymen take flight, dashing off one along one of the overgrown paths leading down from the summit of a high mark. Okay, bandit highwaymen. Uh, that's smart. Now, I suggest you go straight, because... If you keep doing crimes, it's almost inevitable you'll bump into me again eventually. Uh, well, you, you might not have a chance to flee then. Yeah, so, so try to go straight. I don't know. Grow, grow some pumpkins, or look after some cattle, or take up. I, I don't know what your skills are. You should pro- probably, you know, sit down somewhere in the wilderness. Make a list of all the skills you have or you think that you could develop quickly and go, okay, what can I do other than banditry? Well, hmm, well honestly, well, being a mercenary is like being a bandit. I mean, you can, you can even, you even have a little bit of leeway for, uh, leeway for, for random violence, as we as we saw back in Proving Grounds to the power of the streets. Yeah. And, he, and he get paid. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yeah. so all right, yep. Alright, man. Let's go to traffic. I know, I know we don't want to work for Thane Holland. He's gonna make us wear those silly tabards and we won't yeah, we won't won't we won't have the chance of looting Losing a huge treasure, but, but, and this is key. We'll get paid, even if we, unless we really, really suck. We're gonna get paid, and you know, fed. That's important, and the food. And most of the time, an adventurers won't just be constantly going after us. Unless we unless we really mess up with the random violence. Even then, they'll probably have to subdue us because they don't want to spend time in the hole. Yeah, yeah, so that, yes, being a mercenary, that's probably... That may well be their, the best path they can go on. Because apparently, from what we've seen, there's a... Trithic has an almost unlimited appetite for mercenaries. The only question is, are you competent enough to get that one? Because, I mean, you can't even get that, then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gong farmer? I don't, I assume there's, yeah, you just have to become a gong farmer and just go around the Go around the backs of people's houses and you know clean up all the poop. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Of course, I haven't well, I haven't investigated the. I haven't investigated the the sanitation arrangements of Twitwick, but I assume that even if well, I presume that that probably Twinned Keep is probably connected to some sort of. Sewer, or at least, uh, you know, somewhere to take the stink away, some sort of system. But I assume many of the people in Gladawang's End, they're probably not connected to a sewer system, even if it exists. Yeah, they they, pro- they probably need gong farmers, and the thing about a gong farmers, you do it right, you get paid twice. Yeah, because you see, you can get, you get paid to. Take all the poop out. And then. And then this is the clever bit. You can take that poop. Mix it up. Sort it out. Do things with it. Then you can sell it as fertilizer. It's a win. Other than the fact that you're scooping up poop. Your entire life. And will probably die of some horrible infection. Assuming you don't. Assuming of course. That you don't get. that you don't fall into fall into a, a flooded between, and then drown in poop. Because yeah, that's probably worse than getting killed by an adventurer. Maybe that. Maybe actually, you were gone, farmers. And you thought, gah, this is terrible. Let's take up banditry instead. Because I am sick of scooping up poop every day and barely making enough money money every day to buy a single large potato. I mean, I could only have butter on my potato on Sundays. It sucks. I mean, it sucks so much. Alright, mates. We're taking our banditry. We're going to steal stuff. We're going to have money. We're going to have nice things. We're going to have actual beds. We're going to have food. We're going to have actual meat more than once a year. Our on Yule, or whatever the winter festival is called here. I mean, I assume that. I assume that. I assume that, that the Kingdom of Taisa has one, at least one midwinter festival, because every society that has a winter quickly comes to the conclusion oh. We're stuck or we're stuck inside all day and we're bored. We need something to do. Hmm. we'll just have to have all right, let, let's have a let's have a party. And plus anyway, we got to we got all these excess farm animals we got to kill anyway because there's no way we're going to feed them all the way through the Windsor. Yeah, yeah, so yes, yes, that that will solve two of our problems we'll not be bored and we won't have to feed our farm animals. Of course, we don't kill all the farm animals. We'll keep the women. Keep the women because we need them to breed the lambs for next year. And some of them are so young, they'll probably take off. And the ones that we're going to, and with the horses, we need to keep the horses. Horses for the ploughing. The ploughing and the Pulling the wagons and all the zillion things that horses do in a medieval society. Yes, but the, I mean some of the chickens, yeah. Well, we can get we, we'll have to kill them. Probably a few sheep. Yeah, yeah. We'll get and you know, have a big feast, party, play silly games. Yep, that's what we will do. It much every society. Every society, Every society that has winter has some sort of festival in the middle of winter, and if, if, even if they just have to take a festival that could have happened at any time, because really, no one's exactly sure when Jesus was born. To say, yeah, you know, when we really need a festival, we need it mid-winter, so we'll just say. That happened midwinter. Even if, even you know, if, pro- it's probably more likely it was at another time because those wise men—it'd it, have been, been really difficult for them to get to Jesus if it was midwinter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Every society. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, before. I mean, before you had Christmas, you had Yule. And you had Saturnalia. In Scotland, you have Hogmanay. Or was it Burns? Yeah, you have Hogmanay, and then a bit later, you have Burns Night. Yeah, you gotta have all your festivals in. Have have a few festivals mid winter. So, to distract you from how cold and gloomy and gloomy it is, and to combat the seasonal effectiveness disorder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, anyway, so where's was I going? Let's see. How do I get here? Let's see. I think these bandits, they won. I said they could get a new career. I said maybe they should be gold farmer. What about the legal system? I don't know how I got here. Anyway, back, 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 you Content to let them go, you quickly turn your attention to the outfit's leader. The Scarface Necromancer his white right hand clutching the leather satchel that contains the three books, is, swift, is moving swiftly up through the ruins that lie strewn across the top of the hill. Without a second thought, you fly after him, grinding your way through a treacherous maze of rocks, and as you begin your dogged pursuit, suddenly, the necromancer disappears from view. You reach the spot where you last saw him and discover a steep, spiralling scare, Stair descending into the dark opening at the base of the toppled pillar. Undeterred, you climb down the stairs and step into a broad, gloom-filled passage. You're standing at the base of a steep, winding stair that leads up, up and out of these ancient ruins. To the east, the broad passage plunges into deep gloom. You realise that somewhere in these dark, twisting passages lurk the scar-faced sorcerer. And the three books you've come to retrieve. Alright, where are you? Ooh, right, here's some sort of trap, I think. Pick a number, bonus 45, 15 from fevery, 20 from Aura, 10 from Luck. Got to get 75 or more. we'll see. Success! 75, ooh, that was close. 8 to fever 8 XP to fevery. The end of the passage is just ahead, discover what appears to be a carefully concealed magical snare. At the course of the disabling the snare, you, exp- you resume your exploration of these dark corridors. How did he have time to... How did he have time to place these snares? Or did he realise... Yeah, there's a pretty hefty chance that some... There's a chance that some adventurer, or a border ranger, or just some sort of knight-errant, that's... Or maybe that... 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 Someone could come and get me. So I need somewhere to retreat to. I need a panic room where I can have traps and things to give me time to run away or rally or conjure up some sort of defensive magic or something. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah, probably what I would do about our situation. Have traps. After. Have after cautiously disabling the snare, you resume your exploration of these dark corridors. Okay, let's see how going forward. Oh there's a little there's a little loop here. Oh ooh, is that is that the same check again? Is it a trap? Success once more. It was easy to spot this time because I was on the lookout. The edge of the passage just ahead, you discover what appears to be a magically concealed snare. After cautious carefully concealed magical snare. After cautiously disabling his snare, you resume your exploration of these dark corridors. Okay, I'm getting I'm going southeast corner. Seems to be something. Oh, it's another Success once more! a speed to Thievery. The edge of the passage just ahead. You discover what appears to be a carefully concealed magical snare. After cautiously disabling the snare, resume your exploration of these dark corridors. Of course, he doesn't have to worry about setting it off himself because he knows where they are. presumably, he told he might have told the other bandits, unless, of course, this was a protection against them betraying him. In which case he wouldn't have told them. They'd have bundled, they'd probably all, they'd probably charged in three abreast, set off all the traps and traps, and at least some of them would have died. And then he'd have been able to summon enough skeletons to deal with the rest of them. But if he knew they were going to betray him, why did he hire humans? <sighs> Look, look, I mean, as someone on the spectrum, I don't like dealing with humans. And if I had an option to, you know, have, have skeletons do my work for me, I'd probably take it. Ugh. Why? I don't... Why did you hire these people? They weren't even that good. I mean, you, you could... You could just summon more skeletons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. M- Maybe, maybe skeletons aren't good at looting. Yeah, or at least the skeletons that you're skilled enough to control—they couldn't, you know—if they—if they, you release them on the. On oh, the wagon, they probably just smashed everything and ruined those books. Okay, okay. Now that might be why. But why did you keep her out? Why? once you got the books, just pay them, give them, give them, give them enough, give them enough money or something, that they're not, they're not going to feel immediately, that they're not going to go back and get angry with you, and then. Move them off. And then move away. So even if they do betray you, you've moved on. Now that's probably a better thing to do. Anyway, I'm going to go into the northeast side. What's down here? and Oh, nothing there. All right. Going to keep moving around to the southeast passage. Oh, it's one of those traps again. Same check as always. That's the last three. Bones 45, 15 from 3, 20 for more, 10 from luck. Gotta get 75 or more. Failure! Ugh. You think after, after seeing three of them, you think I'd have been paying more attention, but apparently not. Maybe they're just really well concealed. A sharp crackling sound echoed along the passage as this entire section of the corridor filled with a writhing web of golden energy. The deadly magical snare... Flares brilliantly as its glowing tines sear your flesh. The web of energy suddenly vanishes, singed, and with your heart still pounding, you cautiously resume your exploration of these dark passages. I lost four stamina points from that, and healed. Yep, yeah, back to full health now. It's just one healing. Not, not really a very good trap. Hmm. I'd say you probably should have had a bit... You should probably have put a bit more work into those traps, Mr. Necromancer. I mean, look. I mean, I passed three of them, and the one that got me only did four damage. I mean, I mean... I mean, I don't want you to stay, but I want to feel like you're putting it good. I want to feel like you're putting some proper effort in. I mean... me I mean, mean... I mean, if I can't, I I need. Great heroes require great foes. Uh, Sorry, but you're not a particularly great foe. You're honestly the the bards do write a song about me encounter with you. It's not going to be a popular one. Not going to be. It's not going to be sung in all the taverns of the land. Land, land, Zoop and his deadly encounter with the incompetent Necro. And suck Yeah We didn't even kill anyone Uh yeah All right. oh end of the passage I guessing there's something here Suddenly you take a step into a large circular chamber at the end of passage and I take it aback by the by the grim sight that confronts your eyes Standing in the centre room before a raised oven sarcophagus his back turned to you is the necromancer. The sinister mage holds open a large leather back tomb, which he appears to be reciting a strange series of verses a tongue you're unable to comprehend. Look look, I don't suggest you don't go don't go reading incantations under a situation of high stress. You might mess up. Your first instinct is to rush forward into whatever wicked white is point before you can act on the impulse. A large groan, white, out the open sarcophagus, the gruesome wail, like the grumble of some strange beast angrily woken out of a deep slumber, fills you with dread as it echoes throughout the chamber. Something within the ornate stone burial box is starting to stir. Of course, of course, it is. Oh, look, it's a sarcophagus. Oh, look, something came out of it. Oh, wow, I am so impressed. That has completely caught me by surprise. I don't don't think I've ever seen a sarcophagus which hasn't had something come to life out of it and try try to kill me. Well, I can't. Oh, well. Can't say I'm surprised, but good effort anyway. Good effort. With an alarm gasp, the necromancer stumbles back from the sarcophagus, fumbling to place the leather-bound tomb back into sanctuary size. Another ghastly groan fills the chamber as the wag-clad corpse rises out of the sarcophagus. The hideous undead being, the dismal venement of its ancient flesh and tattered finery, clinging to its bones towards a rusted sword as it climbs out of its tomb. The necromancer babbling incoherently as it continues to retreat from the undead horror. You did necromancy next to an oesophagus. What did you think was going to happen? It's, it, it, it's not going to suddenly fill with cake. <laughs> if you wanted that to happen, you should have took up keicomancy, which... I don't think it's an official circle of magic. It should be, but it isn't. If you're doing Aquamancy, the the dead wise, it's what you do, seems to be attempting to control the wizened wizened corpse. All indications are that the outlaw spellcaster is failing in his effort. Okay. The staggering corpse is head leaning to the wise. Continues towards the cowering sorcerer. It's tarnished blade. Poised to deal its intended victim. A deadly blow. Okay. So I could aid this necromancer. You know what? You haven't killed anyone. As far as I know. You haven't killed anyone. You You might have killed someone previously. But. You didn't kill anyone when you robbed that wagon. And honestly. It would have been so much easier and safer for you to do that. So, you showed some mercy. Just some. I'm going to show you some mer- Just a bit of mercy. Not to say I'm not going to whoop your ass afterwards. say so you're not going to go to whatever authorities you go to. But, I'm not going to let you get torn to pieces. I'm going to aid this necromancer. That doesn't mean you're getting off, though. So I mean we're allies, I just don't want you to be torn to pieces by an undead horror. Alright. Your mind races as you hopefully contemplate how best to aid the cowering necromancer. Now there's five skills you could use here. You could use necromancy, archery, shadow magic, telekinesis or fortification. Now... I'm going to use Necromancy. Because... It's just... I just want to show, show this person... How it's actually done. It to, they all have to... They all have to be at 50 plus... Except Archery, which is 30 plus. So... Use Necromancy. Succeeded. 8 XP to Necromancy. You channel your mastery of Necromancy... And silently command... The wizened corpse to halt it in advance... The hideous undead creature promptly heals your heeds your bold directive, though you sense its obedience will only prove prove fleeting. Wasting no time, you rush forward and deliver the undead menace. A fearsome, fearsome blow. Severely wounded by a sudden, ferocious attack, the corpse turns towards you and unleashes a ghastly streak. Yep, yep, Necromancer, that's... How it's done? Yeah. All right. Yep. 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 That's. You boldly engage the sword-wielding corpse, narrowly dodging the vicious stripe of its rusted blade, before swiftly countering the attack. Wizened corpse, wounded. Begin combat. Your sword hums as it cuts through the air. The hideous undead tower swipes at you with rusted blade. The a particularly brutal stroke for 12 damage, uh, and, and it is slain once more. 67 XP The ghastly sweep of the wizened corpse echoes off the walls as the hideous undead abomination collapses at your feet. The foul clencher makes a single futile attempt to stand with its feet before toppling back into a heap on the floor. A vicious heap suddenly erupts out the shadows on the far side of the chamber. You swiftly turn your wary gaze towards the unsettling ground and immediately spot two skeletons emerging from the gloom. The fleshless warriors, their bone fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of their hilt of their rusted blade, advanced unsteadily. Their ancient weapons poised to strike. Okay, where did you come from? I explored this whole cave. Where did you come from, skeletons? You, bra- you bra- bravely prepare to engage, to engage against the skeletal warrior. Skeleton warrior, the fleshless warrior slashes at you. Okay, the second skeleton steps forward and attacks, striping you with its ancient, rusted blade. Begin combat. Right. 6 XP. With a final hiss. The warrior collapses into a heap of scattered bone. He immediately turn to face the man. Whose flight led you into the The Necromancer. His voice wavering. Begs you to spare his life. The trembling sorcerer. Clutches his, 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 le- his leather satchel. Against his heaving chest. Okay. Okay. Mercy. I'm just going to make sure. if divination. You're not going to immediately. Oh, it it failed. You're unable to sense anything further regarding the intentions of the necromancer. Okay, I'm going to spare you. you order the necromancer to turn over the three books, telling you that you will not face further harm if you comply with your instructions. Having no apparent desire to cross you, which is the prudent action to take, the Catholic sorcerer, his entire body trembling, fumbles through his leather satchel and produces the trio tomes. Which he pr- promptly presents to you. You are in possession of the three books. You set out to find. These items will not appear in your inventory. With the books now safely in your possession. You tell you tell the ghoulish spellcaster to leave. He follows yours without protests. Moving out of the chamber. As swiftly as his quivering legs will allow. When he is gone. He spend a few moments checking over your gear. Recovering from your recent exertions. For once again. In setting off, eager to make your way out of the ruins. All right, I'm time to. I'm on the map again. Time to make my way out of the ruins. Hmm. Since I didn't, since I didn't immediately travel out, this sort of suggests there might be some sort of thing that occurs at the exit. Maybe. Let's see. You're standing. Yeah, I'm at the base of the stairs. Oh. You reach the top of the stairs and pause to survey the immediate area, seeking any sign of either the necromancer or the surviving members of this band of outlaws. For several minutes, when you're certain that you're alone atop a high mark, you begin a cautious descent along the overgrown track that brought you to the summit. You covered less than fifty yards along the path when you spot something against the clear sky. The clear sky far ahead. A faint black speck circling against an unblemished blue canvas suddenly straightens its course and soars off to the west, swiftly passing out of sight. Though though not entirely certain, you're fairly sure you've just seen a dragon, a rare sight to be had anywhere across the North Broadlands these days. After musing over the the fortunate through Thetan's fleeting sighting for just a few moments, you once again set off along the path, Eager to return to Westmere before dusk. You reach Westmere and make your way to the misty lock for a well deserved flagon of the tavern's bitter, thin, thin bitter, nigh on drinkable ale. As you falls down the unpleasant brew, you carefully study the three leather bound books you have just come into your possession. But you she's surprised the pages inside each of the weighty tomes are all empty. Save for a strange, faded insignia inked into the lower corner of each tattered leaf, suddenly your pulse quickens, and a profound, inexplicable sense of dread washes over you. The page before you seems to ripple. The thin, barely discernible outline of a skull takes form, the weaving surface of the page, and just as quickly as it disappeared, the eerie image vanishes. Okay, one thousand and twenty-four experience to necromancy. Overcome by your deepening dread, you promptly close the book. On your return to Crown, your return to Crown Isle, proves uneventful. Within only a few minutes of arrival, you find Estrinia and Lowok near the entrance to the Maze of Tents, just outside the battlegrounds. Without ceremony, you hand the three books to the young couple. For several long moments, of, neither of them says a word as they stare in awe at the recovered tomes. At last, Lorak looks up and smiles. No man thanks you and immediately pays you what he promised. One thousand gold tokens. Despite your lingering questions about the books, including the origin of the tomes and what Lorak, Estina was so keen to recover, him, decide against inquiring any further. You sense that the donker was quite content to speak now. Norke and Estrella both asked about your mission and seem quite interested in the inscription inscription of the pursuit of the necromancer as he fled into the top high mark. Then quite abruptly, Nork announces they must leave, and the curious pair bids you farewell before turning and heading away away from the maze of Teds. The couple has only just disappeared from view. Estilia, moving swiftly, returns. Sipping through the grimly crowd amidst the tents until he's once again at your side. She grasps your your arm, and fixes you and fixes you an an a hook that unerringly reveals her desire for a answer to the press inquiry. Are you certain he yet lives? She so asks with in, obviously with her into the neck, with a nice response. Are you entirely certain? I must know. We tell her that you are certain he left the sarcophagus chamber with the ruined lines. But beyond that, you cannot be sure of his fate. Then we must remain on a, on our guard, he muttered. Why, suddenly, there is his Yes, we, the three of us, must be careful. Without warning, this guy, leaning in close to you, for only a moment, then kisses your cheek, your cheek, before quickly withdrawing. The old woman, her face flushed, immediately asked that you forgive her impropriety, so, Say her emotions mm-hmm. took on of her. Before you can respond, she turns and heads off through the maze of tents, moving quickly as she, she probably attempts to catch up with Laura. When, when she is no longer in sight, you turn your gaze to the darkening sky, where churning mantle mantle deep grey, wildly driven by seasonal winds, seems prepared to descend and devour the entirety of the island, certainly from somewhere the west, the wising, unmistakable sound of Walker's Berryman fills the air. He'll to find out his own but that's provide another with precious cask to the hardy souls in Kandos the battlegrounds. You'll probably make your way in that direction. 512 experienced general. That's the end of that quest. And now I'm going to go to the encampment. Save and rest.